Coming to you from the Salad Dressing Room Studios in historic West Roxbury, Massachusetts. I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. Tonight, it has This Will Only Heard for a Minute. It has old copies of highlights for children with sticky corners <laughs> and puzzles that have been done. And so much more for episode 230, joining me for a oh trip God. down dental lane. <laughs> From the middle-aged Momish studios in Austin, Texas, it's Hillary, the H. Mom Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. It is so corny. I have an uncle one time at my aunt's wedding. He was like, I want to, it's not his wife, it's his wife's sister. He stood up and he said, I want to make a toast. And he threw toast out into the audience. So that's what two (laughs) that's what two thirty two thirty kind of reminds me. In the money put that together. (laughs) In the Money Pit Studios, and no for once that's not my mouth. In Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith the MVH Van Harn. Good evening. Hi, I'm just I'm just getting the jokes. Uh, and in the Butterdome, brought to you by Lando Lake Studios in New Brighton, <laughs> Minnesota, it's Anne with a planned London home. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, everyone. I have my sexy phlegm voice on. Hello. It's very mm-hmm. sexy. A la Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sing Smelly Cat for you. The, um, the Tishy classic that we heard last week featured Mike introducing you in the Butterdome, I think, and in the Lando Lake Studios. And it just got me a little nostalgic for back when we were good at this. So That was a nice little trip down memory lane. It yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how Etienne and uh, What's-Her-Name from America are doing these days. I, <laughs> I had, oh, I'm sure they have six kids. <laughs> I had completely forgotten uh, everything I wrote from that episode until I went back and listened me to too. it. <laughs> Uh, and I had no idea uh, that uh, I had written so much or that it was going to be so much more than anybody else. And you all dragged me the entire show for it. <laughs> and the thing is, now with ChatGPT, I bet if I dumped in that prompt, I could turn out a whole book and put it on Amazon next week. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yep. So that's money in the bank, baby. I'd have to do that, actually. It's worth exploring. Uh, but AI can't come up with the ideas. Right. Well, not yet. Mm. Boy, is it close. <laughs> Uh, but first, we'll do some small talk, some mailbag. Uh, and of course, at the end, we'll do how you can get involved with the show and all that good stuff. Starting uh, with small talk, Meredith. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Bobby, you're actually first <laughs> yeah. in small talk. So well, that's because <laughs> throwing it right back to you. Yeah. You know the song, the old Beach Boys, Aruba, Nashville. Nashville. Who I want to take you. Yeah. The Uh, so, yes, I wasn't on the show or couldn't do the show last week. I was one of the many reasons we couldn't do the show last week because Sam and I were in Aruba, our fourth Ugh. fourth time in Aruba. Um, so sad for you, Bobby. Yeah, was, I just, you know, my heart goes out to you that you had to suffer through that again. It's devastating. And we stayed at the exotic embassy suites. Ooh. Um, I saw no foreign diplomats anywhere. Aww. What I did see was a lot of children in Lionel Messi jerseys. Um, yes. Stealing all the snacks at the uh, the free afternoon reception cocktail hour thing. Are you implying that Aruba is a hotspot for foreign diplomats? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm implying that the embassy suite should oh, always be a hotspot for. Hmm. That's unassailable logic. I've stayed in a lot of embassy suites now that I'm a, a through and through a Hilton guy these days. And um, 
None of them. No diplomats. Yeah, no no <laughs> diplomatic pouches, no diplomatic immunity, no translators <laughs> taking everything in and out of French. So that was a disappointment. But otherwise, uh, it was a really great trip. Uh, I'll spare everyone the details because there really aren't that many. We sat out in the sun by the pool. We sat out in the sun on the beach. We uh, swam in the ocean. We swam in the pool. We ate junk food. We drank. Um, that's pretty much it. Um the one thing I noticed in Aruba on this trip that I've never noticed before is uh, that there are no stoplights on the entire island. Oh. What? And that, wow. that threw me for a loop. So there's basically one highway that's Route 1 <laughs> that runs along the western side of the island from the north tip to the south tip. And then there's some highways that sort of splinter off from that. And the uh, the main city, Aranjastad, is... Sort of about halfway down and on that western coast, and that's where the airport is. And even when you leave the airport, it's just a big traffic circle that goes onto this this highway, a big rotary if you're from New England. And then there's just these rotaries and then these roads that split off, and that's kind of it. And then the other side of the island is is hard to get to. Like the rental car company says, like firmly when you rent your car, you cannot take this car over there. You did not get a Jeep. Do not try. Don't do it. If we find out you did, you're in trouble. We did not do that. But it's driving around this time in a in an MG, which is a Ooh, yeah fun. Chinese oh, slash European slash no this one wasn't this one was a little shitbox but oh. um, that had a slipping transmission but I didn't say anything when I returned it because I didn't want it to be my problem. Um, but uh, yes, I did have we stopped at the California Lighthouse, which is the northernmost point on the island, uh, and some guy did come over to the car and he was like, "What the fuck is that? Is that some sort of Volkswagen?" <laughs> like no no i know there's a lot of them in mexico um and i know they're made in china but that's about all i know about them it was fun drove like a regular car except a shitty one but yeah not a single traffic light it never occurred to me in all the times we've been there before that there's not a single one it has also been developed a lot more um even since the last time we were there just a few years ago the hotels are all getting bigger the traffic's getting heavier um we may need to find the next aruba in a few Mm. years jamaica Ooh, I want to take it. Yeah, we're going to just work our through this. Our way through the song. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, be weird when we get to Pretty Mama. But <laughs> anyway, it's nice to be back. Hopefully, and... <laughs> you'll get you'll stop at Key Largo. Yeah. I thought about that as an option when we were planning this trip. I was like, we could just go down to one of the smaller Florida Keys, right? But they're all yeah. just populated by wannabe Jimmy Buffets, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, old weirdos. Yes. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm working on it. I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, still, still high endorsement for, um, for Aruba. Um, we ordered Pizza Hut one night because it was late and we just needed something delivered, and it was terrible and completely unrecognizable to American Pizza Hut. So other than the nasty letter I have to write, to <laughs> Pizza Hut corporate, Pizza Hut corporate about the. <laughs> Oh, and I bought a bucket hat to keep my ears from burning. Um, a Buffalo Bills themed bucket hat that has oh, a Roomba on it, um, <laughs> which was a great reminder that um, there's no like licensing IP. And that you're <laughs> 70 no. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That too. Oh, I look ridiculous. I, but Are you, you trying to look like Breckenmeyer? <laughs> that was an off air conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all of you look like Megan Fox, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, Aruba, high endorsement. Uh, go, have fun. Don't don't order the Pizza Hut. Um, slightly closer to home. How was Nashville? Yes. 
It was really fun. So I'll give the brief story of why I went to Nashville. Um, A couple of my college friends or a few of my college friends and I semi-regularly get together and one of my friends, Maggie, she has, she lives in Jacksonville, um, but her parents have a condo on Amelia Island or Fernandina, like near Jacksonville, probably like a 45 minute drive. And it's, I've been there before. It's really nice right on the beach. Um, So we were planning to go there and then um, she was like, it's under construction and it's not even just like kind of under construction. It's like both of the bathrooms are demoed right now. So like <laughs> really can't stay there. So it's like, okay, let's, and it's, I like going to Jacksonville, but it is a little bit more expensive to fly there and you have to stop from here, blah, blah, blah. So my friend Rosemary lives outside of Nashville and she said, well, why don't we just go to Nashville? And I thought, oh, you know what? It's going to be my sister Kristen's birthday then. Um, that'll be fun. Yeah. And it's really easy to get to Nashville from here. So I, I booked my flight and then Rosemary texted us, I don't know, two weeks ago or whatever, two and a half weeks ago. And she was like, um, I'm sorry, Rosemary. I'm like, blow up your spot. I have, um, I have COVID. And was like, she was like, I'll be fine no. before I, I'll be fine before y'all get here. Cause it was enough time to lapse between. She was like, the only thing I'm nervous about is if my husband gets it because then it's like, you know, then it's a right. longer thing. Anyway, he did end up getting it. So it was like, okay, we got to figure out what to do. So I texted my sister and I was like, Hey, (laughs) could we stay with you? And I mean, luckily with my (laughs) sister, she has, you know, she has two kids, but both of them are in college. So she has two open rooms. And I was like, and she was like, Oh yeah, it'll be fine. So it ended up being, it was ended up being great. I mean, we had, we had a really fun time. This is what is I'll say about Nashville. And I've been there several times, but Nashville is like, I mean, my sister lives out, she lives in the city, but she's a little bit, you know, out of the city center. We went downtown on Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, it was like legitimately cold. Like for Nashville, it was cold. It was sunny out, but it was like in the 20s. Like it was really chilly. And my friend Maggie, who used to live in New York for a long time, she was like, this is like Times Square. Like this is crazy. There were so many people out. They did happen to have a Nazi parade that day also. We did miss that, which I'm sad that we missed it. I know. But (laughs) beyond that, I mean, people are on rooftop bars. Like it is, and it really is um, the bachelorette capital of the world. Like you see so many matching glittered shirts with sashes and like the whole nine. Um, it was, I can't even, I know. I mean, I was like, I should have jokingly gotten us like matching shirts. Well, we also, we also had this group in college. We called each other the BFC. We were the best friends club. Like it's kind of a joke, but also like (laughs) turned into, and we each had, we each had yeah the joke that becomes real. real. And so we each had nicknames and there was a couple other people there in the group that couldn't come, but it's like, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, Rachel, my college roommate was whiny spice. I, it like all like melded in, like we were also different spice girl names. So she was whiny spice. Um, Rosemary's chatty spice. Um, Maggie was fickle <laughs> spice. And I was Dolly spice because Rosemary's grandmother told me I look like Dolly Parton. She was like, are those things real? Um, and actually I saw Rosemary's parents when we were there and he was like, I just remember when my mother called you Dolly Parton. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's that funny. Um, anyway, so I was like, I should have had shirts made with all of our nicknames. Like I don't know, airbrushed or something. Um, but we did. Somebody's going to keep those mall kiosks in business. <laughs> I know, me. Um, but we uh, we had a really good time. We went on this mural bus tour with uh, Rosemary's friend runs this. There's tons of murals in, all over Nashville. And, and I, 
at first I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to be. It actually ended up being really fun and, and she was very knowledgeable and we had a good time. But then like the coup de grace, the whole thing was, you know, we had had, trust me, the first night, this is my problem when sometimes when I'm like out with friends or like I'm on a vacation, I forget that it's a marathon, not a race. And I go hard the first night. I'm like, this is so much fun. We're going to have so much fun. And then we were at a Mexican restaurant on Friday night for Kristen's birthday. And they were like, Hillary, we could look at you and your eyes are like half masked. It's like, it's time to <laughs> go home. Um, so then it's like, then whatever. We're just, we go to some really good restaurants. We have a great time. And then Sunday, we all leave Monday and we didn't leave until the afternoon. So it wasn't like we had to be up super early, but at like 10 o'clock or like, I was like, I'm so tired. I'm ready for bed. And we decide, well, let's just watch one episode of Love is Blind because there's six episodes out. Let's just watch one. Uh, my sister and her husband had gone to bed. Like it, they were done. And I was like, yeah, let's just, we'll watch one. Um, you know, about two o'clock I went to bed. I kept, no, actually it might have been later. It was like 2.30. I don't go to bed at 2.30. I go to bed at max 10.30. Like that is my bedtime usually. So yeah, we watched six episodes it was, it, even though I was exhausted, it was really fun to watch it with a group of people that were like, this is both invested and realizing how completely stupid it is. But it was, it was, it was a really fun trip. I mean, after these trips, I'm always a little bit like, I need a week to just catch up on <laughs> sleep, sleep and like yeah. eating normally and, and, um, I don't know, exercising or whatever, but it was a, it was a good trip and seeing college friends who, you know, knew you when you were very, 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 very awkward, like. 21 year old it's, it's always fun to be reminded <laughs> reminded of that you weren't awkward oh I was Rachel my roommate for four all four years she was like I remember because we had a we had a two-bedroom apartment but we had it was one you know it was an older apartment so it was just one bathroom she used to get so mad at me and she brought this up because she was like sorry this little um, scatological she was like you used to always poop and then brush your teeth and I could it was like the combination <laughs> smell of like booby and I was like I think it must have just been that I was like I'm here I might as well like you know brush my teeth after I'm done and, yeah. well yeah and she was like always it always smelled like poop and like toothpaste when I would walk in there <laughs> uh, so, yeah oh, fun memories I'm um, so glad I never lived in a dorm with roommates <laughs> oh my god oh my god and we were talking about how crazy it was. We used to, I mean, I obviously went to college in the South, but you could smoke anywhere. You couldn't smoke in the classrooms, but you could, I mean, Rachel and I smoked all the time in our dorm. Um, you could smoke in the cafeteria. There was a section, not all of it, but there was a section you could smoke in. You could smoke in the what? social rooms, the lobby of where I took all my film classes. You could smoke in there. We also, my film professor, we used to go to his house, which like, okay. Um, and he would let us smoke in his house and like drink. I think we were under eight, like all this stuff that really you could not do anymore, but it was funny yeah. to do these trips. I'm counting on my fingers to figure out if the statute of limitations is up on yeah. creepy professor. Uh, I was, there there are always a few professors that were just a little bit too chummy oh, with the students. Yeah. We had a you know? we had a party at his house after my American film semester. It was one of the wildest parties I've ever been to and we played Never Have I Ever with him and we asked him we were like never Whoa. have I ever hooked up with a student and he was like mm. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, oh, it was great. We were very no. excited, but um yeah, we, lots of memories. Lots of memories. Anyway, yeah, Nashville is great. Um, highly recommend it. It's a fun town and, you know, probably in the springtime or the fall, it's, it would be the best. It was, it does get pretty chilly there, but it's nice. It was nice and it was sunny and, and pretty. Um, but yeah, that was my trip. 
Um, should I should I go on to my next yes, small talk? Yes, <laughs> well, before, please. Before you do, I just, I've still never been to Nashville. Sam and I, you know, briefly almost moved there. Yeah. When she was looking at job options and, um, you know, interviewed at Vanderbilt. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. And the smoking thing reminded me of something, too. And your eyes being at half-mast also. I'm not saying that you, <laughs> you did anything that you, you know. I don't know if it's legal or not in Nashville. Um, um, it's not. It's not. So you definitely didn't. But she um, never no. would. No. I, what, what are we talking about, guys? <laughs> nothing at all. Uh, but unrelated uh, to that conversation, um, it, something that surprises me is, you know, Aruba is a is a constituent country of the kingdom of the Netherlands. And so the, yes. the people are technically Dutch. <laughs> um, and yet marijuana is extremely illegal in Aruba. Really? Like, extremely illegal. It's not very Dutch. Right? <laughs> I had that same thing. experience in the Dominican Republic. Somebody tried to sell me weed and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> I'm not going to arrest me. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm sure whatever you know they sell the, all that i mean there's plenty of like smoke shops but it's all that like delta eight bullshit which is you know it's like one degree off basically you know it's not it, it's not the same thing but it but, so they're like i don't like know Texas. enough about that stuff i'm a little afraid right. um it's i did not it one time sleepy time gummy no mm. it's not a sleepy time thing I, one time i did it and to be fair like i was drinking so i don't i don't have like a I don't know what it would have been like if I just like hadn't taken it. I felt like I was hallucinating. Like I was like, what's Ooh. happening right now? Yeah, it was like not, that. it was not like mm. a fun, um, and I didn't enjoy it very much, but, um, Weird you that know, it, it came was... from your film professor. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It would be surprising. <laughs> um, sorry, we can move on now. I just, I thought, I thought I'd throw it out there because, uh, it would have been the perfect time to have a gummy and sit by the pool and, uh, yes. nope, yeah. that did not happen. I had to rely on alcohol like a chump. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. Um, I did want to update, since it's been a couple of weeks, I did read or listen to uh, the Hillary's Horning Corner featuring Anne <laughs> uh, that Anne had read. And then, um, yes, Anne is correct. It is extremely horny. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she, that is the thing. She is so horny for him. I mean, he's horny for her She's too. She's very comfortable with her own sexuality yes. in general. Yes. Can we get a but... can we get a title and author reminder <laughs> oh, for folks who might I'm want so to sorry. ruin their feed? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> King of Battle and Blood by what's her name? Scarlet Scarlet Saint Saint Clair. Clair. Um, That is such a made up pen name. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh it's come not on, a really? Name. It's her real name. No, she had. Not. She was like, I have my destiny is to be um, this so. kind of writer. Yeah. Um, it was really enjoyable. That sometimes I have a problem when it's like dark worlds, like, um, and this is a problem of my own imagination. Is that I have a problem imagining it. It just seems like dark everywhere. But, um, but it was fun and enjoyable, you know. And yes, she was like super horny for him. There was a lot of sex. And then sometimes I was like. Okay, get back to the sex because I like, didn't care as much about the like, whatever the battles that were going on. Um, but it was, it was good, and and Anne was right. Like she is way more feminist than what's her face than um, Emerson in our previous mm-hmm. book. And she, yeah, she is like I kind of liked it in the very beginning. She's like, yeah, we had sex. Like who cares about another guy? Mm-hmm. Um, who she's like, I like sex. Like it's not a big deal. But yeah, then she has like extremely horny sex with her dude. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And for, Excuse me with King Adrian. I know King Adrian. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes. Uh, and 
<sighs> so stupid. It's so stupid, but also like enjoyable though. I find also when the, this is again, me, my problem, because I started reading this other book that I, somebody recommended that I guess is popular. I don't know. I'm in some like mystical, magical world of like vampires and other people like non-vampires like joining together, but not in a twilight way and like a sort of, oh, I just happen to be a vampire. That's just like my thing. Um, kind of way I'm reading this one called Bride. It's fine. It's a little, it's a little small town big magic um, with the like, you know, trying to be funny parts to mm. it. But she's a vampire and he's a werewolf. But like, it's not, it's not twilight. It's just as what they just happen to be in modern times. Um Anyway, whatever. I, I I enjoyed it. It was very, very sexy. I did listen to it. And I did almost... The problem with AirPods is you take them out and sometimes they just stop it. And then sometimes it's like, oh, you want me to just play it out loud on your iPhone so everybody can hear it? <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want that. Um, but thank you for the recommendation. I enjoyed it and I might have to read. Have you read the next one? Oh, yeah. Is it good? Um, Yes. Okay. I'm trying. Uh, uh, my hesitation did not convey that it's not good. I was trying to think of what to say about it. It's um, um, it's uh, I would say there is less a focus on sex, although it's certainly present, just because they've <laughs> they've established that ground in the first book, yes. and um, and it gets into a lot of other stuff. Okay, okay, I'm into it. Well, yes, it's it's yeah, it's interesting, and it actually fleshes out a lot of the characters that you met in the first book that were kind of. Like ancillary characters. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. I'm intrigued. I'm in this whole world now. I'm like, am I going to start, you know, getting into, I never read Outlander, which I feel like I should read. And so it's I'm like, am I going to start horny? Get... Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would say, I would say the original book Outlander mm-hmm. is by far the best mm-hmm. okay. in the series. Okay. And there is like the initial sex scene in that was one where I remember being like, Woo. Oh my <laughs> You're like fanning like, yourself. Woo. Have you yeah, watched it, then, Hillary? No, I haven't watched it. Okay. It's just like I would it, read it, it first. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then watch I, it. It's on I Plex. So. You can you can watch it. I, I made it into the fourth. No, I, I think I read through the fourth book. And then I just found it to be boring yeah. after that. Yeah. Like, it happens with all these long-running series. Is they lose narrative juice. But it's like, I mean, not to spoiler too much but they live in the late 1700s and eventually they go to the colonies but she's from the 1940s so she knows there's going to be an american revolution oh. and so they spend like an entire book just like yep. talking to people and trying to get them invested in the idea of militias and resistance and stuff but nothing actually happens it's totally a lot of conversations and they're like okay like we all get it we know what's going to happen here yeah yeah yep. okay i don't know as far as i know they Things could have picked right up after that, but I just there's like, some oh. more action. But you're right, and and it also kind of stresses me out because I'm like I wouldn't be able to remember <laughs> my history lessons <laughs> that well. <laughs> she's a little closer to it since she's from the 40s, but like, but I was like, really? oh, the whole time I'm like, oh god, I wouldn't remember like where the battles yeah. were and who <laughs> would. But, but she's also one? British. She's also oh, right. Yeah. She's not supposed to know American revolutionary history. Oh, shit. Yes. You know, I do find that in my TV watching habits, sometimes I'll be like so into a show for the first three seasons. And for whatever reason, like, I don't know, 
It just like I so a season comes and I like mean to watch it and then I just I've yep. just lost the steam of it. Like with the Americans, it really I was like so into Dave and I were both so into the Americans, and then by the last season, I was like, oh yeah, like I need to watch that, but. It, it felt like I'd seen so many twists and turns that I was like, I'm a little exhausted by the whole thing now. Honestly, and then it, I think for me, the binging model is is not helpful. No. Because when they drop a season all at once and you watch all eight episodes and then you have to wait a year and a half. Yes. Yeah. Before. And you're like, I lost the, I, the thread. I, like, I liked it then. I'd almost rather I don't wait care and just watch them all at once. When like yeah. multiple oh, seasons are like available. the entire series. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing yeah. this with the Bear season two right now. We watched season one in two nights. Enjoyed wow. it very much. That's intense. <laughs> it, yes. And then just sort of, you know, don't want to commit that amount of emotional energy and time to watch yeah. season two. Yep. I think I watched half yeah. of season two. And I left, you know, where this is not a spoiler at all, but although it is it, where Marcus goes to Copenhagen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. learn. Yeah dessert more more deserting yep. and he's out in the middle of the night and he finds that old guy who's fallen over on a his bicycle yes. gotten trapped in the fence i just had such a feeling of dread yes. yeah yeah like What's that's the happen? problem with that show it's like what is going to go wrong yep. next and i was so convinced that as he was trying to help this old guy that someone would come along and see a large black man yep. standing over yeah, a white me, man and yeah. that he would you know, I I was just like I I I can't I can't. I'm too well, delicate for this. You know the, the episode, the Christmas episode with his mother with Jamie Lee Curtis. I haven't seen it. Okay, okay, okay. Can't tell okay. me. Okay, <laughs> I am. Can't gonna, tell me I nothing. Swear to God. Oh boy. Also, I mean, not that we're getting into bear talk, but I don't like Carmi. I don't like him. Really? Well, yep. he's not mm-hmm. very and nice. So I don't. Yeah. I don't really want to watch it. I like Sydney. And I don't the understand most. how Jeremy Allen White is all of a sudden a sex symbol because he's got sleepy eyes and a long nose. Well, Have he you looks seen like his Calvin Klein photo shoot. And <laughs> come on, he's still got sleepy eyes That's and a how... long nose. You don't have to look I mean, at his does... face. He looks Should like get him G- in a fanatic baseball uniform and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he definitely looks like Gene Wilder, um, yeah, or he, he looks really like. Does. Well, he looks like William Fickner, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's yeah. what I keep seeing. Yeah. Yes. But I like, I love William Fickner. I think he's great. Um, I don't know. I just don't like Carmi very much. I love uh, Sydney so much, though. I think yes. she's, she's She great. just hosted yeah. SNL and was so good. She was so funny. Um, there was a picture. Sorry, we're like totally really tangenting. There was a picture <laughs> of her um, at the BAFTAs, and which is the British, like, you know, Oscars basically. And, and Prince William is talking to her and Phoebe Dinevor, you know, from Bridgerton and some other Mm -hmm. lady who I didn't recognize. And all of their reactions are hysterical because they're all like, he's doing something like, you know, kind of like he's making a, a face and everybody else is reacting to him. Like, what are you doing right now? Um, (laughs) so it made me love him, love her even more. Um, yeah. What's the difference between the BAFTAs and the Olivier's? Are the Olivier's French? I think so, yes. And then the Cesars okay. are Spanish, I think. Spanish. Yeah. God. Boy, these performing types really like to reward oh, themselves. Oh, my God. They're, and there are so... an award. A.O. Debris especially, I'm like, you are at every single... Like, it's impressive. And I would imagine very exhausting. I mean, I know somebody's dressing you, but it's just, just like, oh, my God. Like, just getting kind of up and having to... 
I don't know, be on for so long. That seems exhausting to me. She's really good at it, though. Yes, she mm-hmm. is. Yes, she is. I listened to an old podcast with her where she was talking about, um, it was with, it was Los Culturistas and they were talking about, oh, what's her name? Um, it was called the Omarosa fan club. <laughs> it was like in the middle of the, <laughs> it was in the middle of the Trump Remember presidency. Her? <laughs> and it was when she kind of like turned on Trump a little bit. And so they were like, she's great. <laughs> like, she's, I know. Who knew that Omarosa would become a hero of the resistance? I know, God. Oh, there's a quote. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does All right. that mean it's time for the mailbag? I think so. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, we did. Uh, our Facebook question of the week was, "What is your favorite accent?" Which you know is kind of funny. Um, but okay, let's see. Ken says Scottish. Uh, good choice. It is yep. really good. Sometimes you can't quite understand it, but it's good. Uh, yes, regardless. <laughs> Um, Bet says Scottish and Irish. Um, Laura says Scottish is high on my list. Okay, this is when I have some questions. Just because I don't know. This is pure Hillary ignorance. Anne uh, says A-I-G-U. What is that? I should have looked it up. The, hold on. A-I-G-U. Um, accent. The accent igu. Oh, it's, it's it's the it's the oh, one over the vowels. Oh, hilarious! Yes, <laughs> I'll let that breathe for a minute and first. You got me um, <laughs> live <laughs> on the air. Okay, and then Amanda says Spanish. Um, I like the when you say the pathos mm-hmm. um, when you're our Castilian, like um, Spanish from Spain. Yeah. Yes. Uh, vosotros. Um, okay. Um, Ray says, I truly like Australian. Australian makes me laugh because it's sort of like the redneck British, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, just so, but I like it. It sounds great. But like for some reason, Bridget and all of her friends now, whenever they say no, they say nar, like they're nar. <laughs> yeah, that's a big, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. It like the thing about the, like there's different Australian accents. Right, just yes. like there's different American Ameri- accents sure. and different British. There's different Australian accent. There's different Scottish accents, depending on whether you're from the Highlands or not. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very. Uh, we're being very general about. Yeah, all. but there are some Australian accents that are really fun, and there are some Australian accents that are like oof. Um, what yeah. are you saying? Yeah. Yes, excuse me. Um, okay, John says Kiwi. My favorite example is the late Cal Wilson. I don't know mm. Cal Wilson. Yeah. That's a good accent. It is. When, um, I don't really do it as much anymore, but during the pandemic especially, I you know, had a monthly subscription to Les Mills, which does like body pump and whatever, body combat and all those. And so like I could do little workouts at home and they're based in... Well, I thought that was the like photography one. What's the Mills photography? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I know what you mean, Anne. It is, I think, just Mills. Mills. Um, like Sears Basement oh, style. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Um, no, this is Les Didn't Mills. Didn't it used to be Nolan Mills? Olin Mills. Is that right? Let me Google it. I have an Olin Mills no. picture. Somewhere. Oh, yes. Olin Mills. Yeah. Photo- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, Les Mills is based in Auckland, and I love all of their accents. I love all of their accents. It's, like, delightful to me. Um, so I agree with... Guys, breaking news. What? November 9th, 2011, Life Touch Incorporated announced that it had purchased the Olin Mills. <gasps> Breaking news. <laughs> oh. 13 years ago. Oh, damn. 
There is still a Mills Photography Studio in Austin. I wonder if that is... Mm. I don't um, know. There's an Instagram feed for Olin Mills that has 31 posts, and the bio just says, soft bangs, duh, feathered background, obvi, <laughs> simply okay. living that Olin Mills life. Oh, there's some gems in here. I, Next I time definitely we have together, we've got to do a family portrait like this. Yes. <laughs> oh, please, let's do it. I know. Let's go to And Sears. then there has to be something. The key is, is you, we're all posing or whatever. And then in the background, there's like a floating version of us posing. Yes. Like a yes. soft <laughs> version. What about like a floating the version of, we're all looking at a, like a ghostly version of Mike. Aww. <laughs> like he's floating in the sky and we're all kind of like wistfully looking at him. Can we do that? He would love Are it. Are we wearing turtlenecks yes. with sweatshirts over yes. them? Can yes. I bring a cat or two? <laughs> yep. Yes. Okay. You have to. Yeah, obviously. Um, okay. <laughs> um, Jean says, La Cedille. I think this was another version of an accent. Um, yeah, that's the little dangly thing under the sea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are funny. And then the last one, I said, Bobby said, car. <laughs> the accent, car. The, the Hyundai okay. accent. Hey, I had yes. one, so. I drove one, too. It was horrible. Yep. <laughs> and then the best Carolyn car I says, could get. It's yep, $2,200 cash and a bottle yep. of whiskey. Got me that car. Perfect. Um, Carolyn says, the accent flavor enhancer. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so We funny. didn't clarify. <laughs> we That's true. So we yeah. were a little vague. Yes, yep. Yes, I uh, was quite unsure. <laughs> all right should we move to medium talk let's please oh i think we should okay uh it's not every episode that we have a topic that is inspired by the episode number well we 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 didn't for 227 we really should have done sitcoms because i I was thinking about that and what's the what's the hotel room in the shining oh Um, because there's a documentary about it Um, two two three four Four, room no. two, no. 237? Two, 237? Yes, room 237. So we've got we've got seven episodes to get ready for. <laughs> God. I remember that our... because that, that was my first apartment in Dallas. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, this does when not I, When well. I lived in Uptown, <laughs> I, was on, I was on right on McKinney, <laughs> yep. 237. I remember wait, trying to get wait. delivery one night when I was commuting and I had hotel room 420 and they didn't think right. it was real. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, no, yes. I'm at the, I'm at the Hilton Plaza room 69. <laughs> so who's going to pay for this? Uh, uh, 230, uh, 230 is our, <laughs> our theme today. And we're going to break into some dental history. I've told some of mine before and it's pretty terrible and horrific, but uh now everybody else gets to open their mouths and say, ah, into the microphone. And um, I think we've got this broken into sort of categories. I'm the only one who didn't write notes in because I'm I'm a slacker. But <laughs> I'm guessing like most things we do when we get introspective and navel-gazy like this, we're going to start with our childhoods, right? Yes, we should. So, I mean, that's, that's where dental care beginning. started for most of you. <laughs> and maybe not so much me, but we'll get there. Um and um, Meredith, I actually want to start with you because um, I I think it's it's quite telling, and you're gonna you're gonna set the curve to screw the rest of us by saying you had no cavities until when? Until I was 18 years old. 
I blah 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 was so <laughs> cool. I was not good. It wasn't because I was good at it. It wasn't no. because I yeah. was a good kid. We had a water pick. We had like electric toothbrushes and a water pick. And I would my mom would be like, "Okay, go brush your teeth." And I would sit there and I would run the water pick and not brush my teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I would just be like and and then just like it would aim aim it into the sink and not brush my. So it's not like I was. A, it's one of those where it's like, well, at that point, why didn't you just exactly? Aim I was just being right. a little shit. I don't. I don't yes. know why. Um, Welcome to my life with Rory. He's just sitting right. there with the toothbrush running. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I was just my being teeth. a jerk because I didn't want yeah. to do it because I was being told what to do and I didn't like being told what to do. But luckily, I just had good enough mouth chemistry that I didn't have a single cavity until I was eighteen. So I. I had that constant validation. I went every, you know, six months for my checkup and everything was always great. And they would be like, show me how you floss. And I'd be like, mm, it's a floss. floss. Let's <laughs> see. So I would just like improvise and they'd be like, great. Here's some stickers. And I'd be like, yes. <laughs> so my early dental life was so good by no, you know, no virtue of my own. And I'm paying for it now, <laughs> Yeah, which I'll yeah. get into later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I the I did water pick as a kid though. That that's that's fancy, and I always wonder how we don't have one now. We did have one at one point a few years ago. I I I got a whole thing about flossing too, but the water pick you got to do in the shower, right? Because it just everywhere. It goes everywhere. How do you do it without it going everywhere? I don't think you have to have one of those wet rooms. <laughs> <laughs> just. Just uh, just bleach the whole thing down after and start over. Yeah. Yep. Well, Hillary, tell us a little bit about your your childhood uh, brushing habits. Were you a good brusher? No, no. Uh, my is similar. I mean, is any child no. a good brusher? No. Can I just no? no. Can we stipulate no. that? No. No. Um, mine was very similar to Meredith. I was a fucking punk about brushing my teeth, but the thing is because. By being fifth child, there was not a lot of like focus on my oral. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're like, go brush your teeth. And I'm like, okay. And then that's it. Like, my uh-huh. rooms were separate from my, where my parents were. So it wasn't like they were monitoring my toothbrushing habits. But I never had cavities or anything. And, you know, I did go to the dentist and they were always like, looks good, looks great. Um, it is crazy to me because the, my, I only had, I've only had one cavity and that was when I was in third, when I turned 13, which of course I like have braces. It's the, I'm the ugliest I could possibly be. And then I have to come back to school. Like I, at the time, this is very insensitive, but at the time this, this is when it is so dates me is that I remember thinking that I look like Mary Jo Buttafuoco because my mouth was like <laughs> dipping on the side. <laughs> um, and I was so embarrassed, but that was the, and I remember the dentist who I actually really liked my dentist, but I remember him threatening me sort of like, okay, like we're going to give you a porcelain one because it's your first one. But if you get any more, we're giving you like silver ones on your teeth. And I was like, no, that's so embarrassing. Um, but I never had, I never really had cavity. I mean, I had braces. I had jacked up teeth as far as like the positioning of my teeth. Like they were all crooked and stuff. But, and I had a, um, you know, I had an overbite and I had headgear when I slept, it, like the whole nine. But I, but as far as teeth, like the quality of my teeth, that was fine. Um, I did not really start flossing until I was a little bit older, which they were always like, you need to floss. And I remember my mom telling me one time, you know, your dad has really good teeth, but then he didn't floss as well. So then he started getting, he like really had to get after it. And 
we'll talk about flossing more, but I remember the first time I really committed to flossing, like, okay, this has to be a part of my routine because I floss my teeth one time and the floss smelled so badly that I was like, oh my God, I ha- I've been like living with this junk in my mouth the whole time. No wonder Anyways, your roommate's so, yeah. so mad. I know. <laughs> She's like, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, now I'm not, whatever. I mean, now I, the Sonicare changed my life. Uh, that for me personally. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, let's, minus put a, some, let's put a pin put in a that pen for a second because okay. I want to, okay. I want to get through a little more of the childhood talk here, which yes. similarly terrible brushing my teeth. My mother, not, good at staying on me i'm finding out more and more as i get older that when i ask about things from my childhood that i probably should have done differently my mother basically just says well you just didn't want to do it and i didn't want to fight with you you'd be like well i guess that she's picking her battle yeah i I guess i'm still trying to figure out which one she picked but um (laughs) i will note this as said no to all of them (laughs) as a child um i remember at times she brushed her teeth with baking soda Oh, I love that. Oh, oh my gosh. Straight Ugh. up with baking soda. And that was just like, no wonder I didn't want to brush my teeth. Because that's, ooh, <laughs> get out the tooth powder. Um, I, if they, <laughs> they don't sell it anymore because I think it's actually bad for your teeth. But I used to use a tooth powder and I loved it. Oh, Jesus. I, like, I think yes. she was using straight up Arm & Hammer. We were an Arm & Hammer family. Um, it was baking soda for a lot of things, which, you know, from cleaning is like actually really good. Um. And then safeguard bar soap, so like it was just like straight up. You're gonna your skin. All the luxury. Your skin's gonna be dry, but it's gonna be definitely antimicrobial. Um, I actually did not have a lot of cavities growing up, but I also only went to the dentist, let's say sparingly. Um, and so thankfully I was okay. My my tooth problems really didn't kick in until college, but um, yeah, I I maybe had cavities i didn't realize i had i don't remember having tooth sensitivity so i guess it couldn't have been too bad but uh yeah i don't think i ever brushed my teeth like i think it was really bad like it's really really bad looking back i i regret that i'm i'm a born again brusher now i brush my teeth like three times a day but totally back then oh i have a toothbrush that i keep in my desk now but um i yeah but cavity still somehow light and I wanted all of us to go before Anne because Anne's cavity note uh, is curious to me. <laughs> yeah, my note is my cavity conspiracy theory. Um, I started getting cavities that I can remember at 12, which I don't know. I mean, when you do baby teeth even count? Do they no. fill baby teeth? No. Like, no. Right? Don't they? So before. Do they? I don't. I, I don't. Mean, I don't like, I, I, my kids have not, knock on wood, really haven't had cavities. They get my dental health. Um, and, but I feel like when Bridget was younger, they were like, well, you know, but it's a baby tooth, so it'll come out, but you need to look at that. But they never did anything with it. So I don't right. think I, so. I know that I had sealants yes. put on my teeth, yeah. my baby teeth, when I was, I don't know when you could get that, six, seven, eight, somewhere like that. But, so I guess we're just not going to mess with baby teeth because they're temporary. But, so I started getting cavities when I was 12. And, um, and I have, uh, my two brothers have not, never had a cavity between them. Mm. Well, that's and not fair. And I know it's not because my oral hygiene was any worse than theirs. Oh. I mean, I, I, I think I, I wouldn't, I don't think I was the, I didn't brush cause I was too diligent a child. Yeah. Like I, I always say. brushed my teeth, but I, like not I wasn't flossing or anything like that I mean I did the minimum that was sort of required but I got all these cavities 
And my conspiracy theory is that we were living in Switzerland in my, let's say, like my formative enamel years. And in Switzerland, they do not fluoridate oh. with water. Oh. They fluoridate uh, and I bet the that's table salt. I bet that's what it is, Anne. The salt? Oh, yep. I would have the strongest they tea the table, table salt. And my parents are extremely anti-salt. Like, we never even put a little salt on our steamed vegetables or anything. So my theory is I just didn't get hardly any fluoride. Your teeth were too bored. (laughs) They just started (laughs) to revolt for the lack of salt. These peas taste like nothing. Yeah. I mean, they they don't. (laughs) Um, I am going to agree with you because Dave's mother and his some of her sisters and brothers they grew up in Walpole um which whatever is like I said is was sort of more rural but now is just like a regular suburb but when later on her younger brothers and sisters all grew up like in this tiny town in Vermont and I swear to god they all have like kind of they're not gonna listen I don't know why I'm asking like these like 65 year olds are gonna listen to this podcast (laughs) but they all have like shitty teeth and I don't think anything was fluoridated fluoridated is that right yep. and um mm-hmm. in rural vermont i like oh, a, probably I think they, like we're on a well, well. water yeah well water yeah. They don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um and there's it's so crazy there's whatever i know there's all these hippie conspiracy theories but there's a couple of towns around here that are not that small and they're like trying to vote against having fluoride in the water i'm like you guys there's a lot of misinformation so about fluoride and it pisses me off because it's one of the best public health measures that we've yes! ever done and it really does, you know, save children and adults from a lot of pain and suffering and I mean, with zero you... side effects. There are side of... effects from too much fluoridation. And that happens when when it's naturally in the groundwater. Like yeah. there are definitely places in like Russia, for example, where, yeah. you know, people are drinking well water that is highly, highly fluoridated. And yeah, of course it causes issues because anything causes issues at that high of dose, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the dose that it's in city water is absolutely beneficial and not harmful in any way, shape or form. And this is totally my only like anecdotal evidence is yes. I know there are people that get like, you know, fake teeth now or whatever, but it's whatever. I, I know people get new teeth, but like, I feel like when we were growing up, my grandmother did not have this, but I feel like there were so many grandparents that had dentures. I don't feel like that's a yeah. thing anymore. And I remember asking my mom, like, they just pull your teeth at some point. And she was like, sometimes they do. And I was so like, this happened cr- to my grandmother who grew up in, you know, rural Canada. And so probably also didn't have fluoride in her water. She was a uh, late teen and they pulled all of her uppers <gasps> and gave oh, her a oh full denture God. at 19 years old. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and she had full dentures by the time I was born. But back then, I mean, even and um, you know, my grandmother, by all accounts, and I've seen some pictures, was a quite attractive young woman and and had a big smile and all the uppers are dentures. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I it's mean, even hard if you to get your sexy back when you're worried about your <laughs> right? uppers falling well, out, yeah. right? Hopefully, they had good denture glue. I mean, they're. Where were they going to go with this? Um, I feel like even if you watch TV, so we're watch we're going through like old Doctor Who's right now and watching like Oof. David Tennant. He has nice teeth, but like nobody else does. <laughs> that was the early two thousands, and they nobody cared about like having good teeth. No, <laughs> I mean like there's so when... many actors that are just like woof. Okay, I know you're British, but like damn, <laughs> there are so many movies that we've watched in our. Um 
in our dormant um, movie journey. And I'm like, you know, if it's from the 80s or something, even here, you're like, wow, people really just used to rock these natural teeth. Yeah, they did. Sometimes I yeah. do sort of miss people just having normal non um, game show host teeth where they're like gleamingly white. They're just like, you don't want those, right? those Biden right. caps. I <laughs> know. Right. I know. Right. It's all about degrees, yes. right? Yes. The, then it's, I think it's one of the, it's like plastic surgery where people lose perspective yes. after a while yeah. on what looks normal. And then they start uh, looking like a stretched out cat or something. Yeah. <laughs> show title, <laughs> show title is definitely, I know you're British, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take a cheap shot. <laughs> um, but let's, let's get into fruit. that a little bit. Um, I want to just orthodontia because Hillary already oh, yeah. mentioned her braces with yes. headgear. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith, when did you get braces? Yes. Okay. So actually it reminded me, Hillary, when you were talking that I had, I didn't have tooth problems when I was a kid, but I did have orthodontia problems because I have, I had and still have a pretty terrible overbite. And when I was a kid, my overbite was so bad that I bit into the top of my mouth with my bottom teeth and you know that little like kind of piece of of flesh like right between your two front upper teeth Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on me that was just like chomped to bits and was always like swollen and painful and horrible and they gave me numbing cream to put on it because it was so painful so I just had like a little tube that I would carry around with me um and I had retainers um it was some they called it a binator because it was the top and bottom retainer at the same time and i had to learn how to talk with that in my mouth i had it was glow in the dark so it was pretty freaking cool <laughs> it ruled it did um but it was really awkward and that was about when i was 10 so i had i had some orthodontia for my overbite i think it helped a little bit but i think also that's kind of the origin of my tmj problems um oh so the first time I ever had braces was when I was 18. Um, and oh, wow. I, because I started to have... My teeth have always been relatively straight. Like, I've never really needed braces for teeth straightening. Um, but they wanted to re- try to readjust my bite. And they had to take... I had one wisdom tooth, which was impacted. So I had to have surgery for that. And then they put braces on me and... I don't know if y'all have ever had braces, but when you get braces put on, your teeth are extremely sore at first, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, they're pushing them and pulling them and moving them around. And and it was horribly painful. And for most people, that goes away. They, they, they calm down. But since I clenched my teeth, it never calmed down. And oh, so gosh. I had them on for about, I don't know, four or five months. And I lost like 30 pounds because oh, I couldn't eat. And yeah. I was not like... I didn't have 30 pounds to lose. And eventually my mom took me back to the orthodontist and was like, we can't do this. She's going to die. Like she was giving me like boost to drink because I couldn't, you know, like, I couldn't eat. Um, and I was miserable and it was always painful. And like, I would wake up in the, like, you know, every once in a while you like clack your teeth together in the night. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. would wake me up and almost like make me cry. It was so painful. Like that's how sensitive my teeth were. So I just could, it just did not work for me. Um, So this is kind of the beginning of my TMJ journey. I probably, I don't know, maybe I should have stuck it out and it would have been better, but it was just so horrible at the time that I couldn't. And my mom was not willing to put me through it anymore. So we ended up having them taken off after a few months because it was just so freaking painful. So that's, that's my braces story. Your braces journey. Continue with the rest (laughs) of it. Uh, yeah. Bobby, is that yeah. your 
Well, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of dental visits, but I should have had orthodontia because my teeth are all over the place. The thing is Um, about orthodontia, though, is it's really expensive. As somebody who's going through it with a a, mm -hmm. you know twelve year old, it's really expensive, and it's pretty much out of pocket. Oh yeah, we never would have been able to afford it. So just yeah. you know, we'll jump ahead a few chapters here for a moment just to say that now that I have all these dental implants, the most challenging thing about it for me now that it's done is that they were specifically designed to match the shade of my other teeth and the shape of my other teeth. So they really blend in really well. Um, but I don't think I could ever do Invisalign because, like, they're anchored into my jaw. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, I don't think there's any changing the shape and layout of my teeth now. Yeah. I still have an overbite that I've just always had. But, um, yeah. yeah, so obviously no no braces here ever. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, that was never even explored. And I'm sure, I I mean, I definitely was a candidate. I should have had them, but it's just not a part of the budget. Um, yeah. And did you have braces? Attention. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, the budget or the parenting. I, and <laughs> I did not have braces um, when I was 12 or 13, my dentist asked me if I was interested in getting braces. I have one crooked tooth. I mean, I for all my cavity issues, my teeth are very straight, yeah. except for the one, which is on the lower right and doesn't show when I smile. And I'd, I like to think that it's just sort of charmingly crooked rather yeah. than it's not it's not like a snackle tooth or anything. And I I'll say this is a testament to my I don't know, practicality as a 13 year old that I was like full set of braces for one tooth. I don't think so. No, no. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I've, n- I've never had a problem with that. And my teeth are good shapes. Yeah. Anyway, you have someone, nice. Someone once you told do me, have yeah, nice someone, teeth, Anne. Someone told me I had chiclet teeth once. <laughs> That's well, a compliment. Uh, yeah. As you can see, okay, so I sent a picture into the um, chat of me with braces. The problem is, is like while I have good like teeth as far as like the quality of the teeth and not, you know not getting um, cavities or whatever, I have really small teeth. So when I had braces, they fully covered up my teeth. Like there was, it was all gum. <laughs> embrace there was not a tooth to be found in there and so it was I I, while I like the quality of my teeth and they're straight I guess now they're really little and that's the only thing that has always bothered me and I really didn't seriously consider this but I thought about getting them like capped or whatever one time like oh maybe I'll make them but the thought of having little pointy like psycho teeth under like a (laughs) cap of tooth like breaks me out (laughs) uh Hillary uh it's a little off topic, but not too far off topic. Um, Would you like ages... me to explain my hair wrap? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well yeah, that, that is a good... <laughs> I don't need you to because I feel like I had 20 of those, too. <laughs> there were definitely more than a few uh, little white girls running around the hotel with braids and beads in their hair yeah. at, oh, in Aruba. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah um, no, I'm curious how this impacted your, uh, well, let's call it your rollerblading up the stairs. <laughs> um I had my braces on at the exact perfect time. I got them on um, March of my sixth grade year and I got them off. My sister got married in April of my eighth grade year. And I remember going to the dent or to the orthodontist who made so much money off of, I mean, all of us Livingston kid had, kids had braces from Dr. Brady. And I'm sure he's like, I can't imagine how wealthy he is. But I remember telling him, I need to have my braces off for my sister's wedding. I have to, I'm, you know, 
a maid of honor. Like I have to have them off. And he was like, okay, you cannot break a bracket. Like you have to come in every week or whatever, which now I feel so bad for my mom. Cause it's really on her as it's not like I'm driving myself to the orthodontist appointments. Um, and so I got them off like at the end, I think I had them almost exactly two years. So like at that point in my life, the, the gentleman callers were not calling really. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> um, I think I maybe did like, um, I did a spin the bottle once and I kissed like one boy before that. And, and then, but the, my first real kiss was the summer, um, of like between eighth and ninth grade. And I was miraculously braces free. So I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really like experiment with braces and kissing or anything like that. That's probably good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. The first time I got braces, like my first round of braces, or not, I, not my first round, but the first time I got them is I remember they were like, what color rubber bands do you want? And I was like, I, I think I got pink and blue. And it just looked like I had yeah. shit in my teeth all the time. <laughs> like I just like had chocolate in my teeth or something. And I was like, I think I'm just going to stick with like gray or whatever the default color is. My friend Katie used to do like <laughs> holiday themed ones. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll just, oh, I'll throw out there that when my high school girlfriend got her braces off, it was a celebratory day. Oh. <laughs> we didn't go that far, so it wasn't that exciting. But uh, yes, uh, the uh, the innocent, awkward kissing of high school kids who didn't have much game got, you know, one mark better from that. Yes. Remember the horror stories about like people who were like, oh, we got our braces stuck together. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And did that ever really happen? I don't know. I, I can't imagine. I never I kissed. I was in so much pain. I was like, stay away from me. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you're like weak. You're like, I have no yeah. energy. I can't move. I can't lift my, my own head. <laughs> um, well, from there, there's, there's the most popular oral surgery, which must be wisdom teeth removal yeah. right yeah. yeah and i had mine out senior year of high school um all four of them um that was one time when i went to the dentist a few times um and uh, i don't remember much about it it was a pretty smooth procedure i had one that was like sideways and impacted and i had to smash it out of there and that was a mess Ugh. but yeah exactly but it, i was okay all i really remember is going back to school like too soon after because i wanted to go back and yeah taking the Vicodin for the first day and then be like, I don't need this and not realizing that it had value. You really do um, need it. Oh, other people need it. Mm, got it. Well, either way, right? I just, I, I didn't. To this day, Vicodin, which I've only, I think, ever really gotten from dentists most of the time. Um, it just, uh, I don't know. It didn't make me socially less anxious like it did Mike, so I don't have a good, yeah. you know, whatever for it. But um that, yeah, but I think Mike's was like OxyContin, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a little more hardcore. Yeah. Well, we can't all be so lucky. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, mine was actually relatively uneventful, all things considered. And that was that was before my my stuff really went downhill, which was starting in college. But um, and you've got wisdom teeth removal flag too. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Thinking about it. Um, I mean, there's a whole bone of contention with my mother, which I won't relitigate now, Mom. <laughs> but um, I had four wisdom teeth and they were all impacted. Yeah. And I had them out during spring break Aww. my senior year. Yeah. So yeah. that was Happy spring fun. Break. Yep. 
And so that must have been terrible I, while you were on the beach in Cancun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, they really put a damper on the wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> and it, I, it is like one of those kind of stereotypical things where they tell you to count back from 100. And I remember making it to 93 oh, before I was out. Mm. But I, I also remember they gave me a like a Walkman to listen to and it was um, Whitney Houston I want to dance with somebody and I've never quite felt the same about that song <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's like such a good a while, it's such a good song and I feel like there was a while earlier like last year where I heard it every constantly know, two days or so yeah <laughs> I was like, yeah. this song everywhere <laughs> um I did wake up briefly <laughs> in the middle oh, of the no. surgery which you know one hears is not totally uncommon yep. i just like i came out of the anesthesia long enough to go oh my god this hurts mm-hmm. and oh. then i was out again and oh. um yeah and I, they did not give me vicodin they gave me tylenol 3 which yeah. did fuck all yeah, yeah. like That's i bullshit. when you were you were talking about bobby and i was sort of pondering why did they give you Vicodin and they gave me Tylenol 3 because I'm a man is it that's kind of the conclusion I was my pain matters but (laughs) and and I should be tough I should women you're built for childbirth you can handle you can handle some wisdom teeth yep but I I do remember that was um pretty not fun for not I don't think that immediate day or two wasn't bad but I think probably on day two or three that it, it was unpleasant, mm-hmm. I would say. But other than that, everything kind of, I guess, went okay. But it's certainly the most difficult. Sur- it's the only surgical procedure I've ever had where I had a general anesthesia. Well, I guess I did for my colonoscopy, but that's different. That's different. Yeah, that's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. Not fun. No. Well, it's- I have two two asides. One, I lied. I did also get Vicodin for my semi imaginary um, uh, kidney stones. <laughs> so, oh well, uh, hey. So I guess anytime I've got big things going out of small spaces, that's when I got. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other was just an Aruba reminder. Um, we were at a restaurant. I think it was when we were picking up pizza, not Pizza Hut, different pizza situation. Um, and one of the things I noticed in Aruba is in multiple restaurants, the music would be either a live singer doing songs there's a lot of that because it's vacation mode whatever but this was over the pa system and it was a recording and it was one singer one amateur singer sounding uh singing a whole lot of different songs and at one point we're sitting there waiting and i want to dance with somebody was one of the songs that this of course this album of covers from this sort of singer songwritery sounding person and i could not identify who it was but she sang just all these very different songs. At one point, I was I looked at Sam and I was like, "She's covering Maroon Five right now." <laughs> uh, <Wow>. And uh, <laughs> I didn't have internet, so I couldn't Shazam it. So I'll never know. And I thought there, I was never. just wondering, maybe it's like the owner's daughter or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. niece or something. Yeah. yeah. So that's my my Whitney Houston. Anyway, somebody else jump in with wisdom teeth stories. Well, let me let me back up real quick. Um, I know I said no cavities until I was 18, but there is a story from when I was 18 because (laughs) then I did get a cavity Um, and I had the cavity filled at the dentist um, and I remember it was like December of 2000, I think. It's good. Having it filled anywhere else is a bad idea. 
good. Yeah, the yeah, the dentist did it. I'm trying I'm trying to think of the timing, but um because on my 18th birthday, um that cavity abscessed and I had to have oh. a root canal. <laughs> and that's how I spent my 18th birthday. Hmm. Oh. Um I well, don't mean to laugh. I know. Meredith, but Given your recent tooth history, like well, and this is just it ties in. Welcome to adulthood. Luck. Yes, yeah. it ties in. Okay, so I guess it'd been 2001 because I was born in 81. Yeah, or wait, math 99, whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, my 18th birthday, I spent getting a root canal and recovering from a root canal um, because Ugh. this dentist, I guess, didn't like fill the cavity quite right and it got infected and abscessed. So that feeds into. Um, if you've been a long time listener, what happened to me over the summer, um, with my, um, root canal revision because they don't last forever and it was pretty old at that point. Right. And I had gone to the dentist and they did the x-ray and they're like, well, you know, you've got some shadow under here. It looks like you have probably a pocket of infection under this tooth where you had this root canal and it probably has to be redone, has to be like taken out, irrigated and refilled. (laughs) So irrigation when it's talking about a mouth like grosses me out so much. I'm like, it's just crop rotation under your teeth. The whole thing was horrifying. Um, But the short version of that story is that I went to an endodontist over the summer this past year and had it fixed, but he didn't put me on any antibiotics. And so like a day or two later, I was driving home from visiting my mom in Grand Rapids and I was in the car like crying because I was in so much pain. And I was like, he gave me his number. It was a Sunday, of course. And he had like, I had to text him and be like, look, something is terribly wrong. And they just thought I was drug seeking. Um, (gasps) And so I had to, you know, fight and fight and fight to get, to get something so that I could like survive the night because I could barely stand to just like inhale and exhale um, it was so painful. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Bobby. I'm not a regular Bobby where they're just going to like give me Vicodin yeah. when yep. I need it, you yep. know? So I had to really like fight. And the, the, the front desk lady was like, oh honey, these things hurt, you know? And I'm like, no, something is like super wrong. Oh the God, dentist, so the, condescending. I know. Oh, it was horrible. And the, the dentist was like, well, what antibiotic are you on? And I was like, none, you didn't put me on anything. And he's like, oh, you should like, be on an antibiotic. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and they so, treat you like you're the idiot. You're like, oh, oh God. So infuriating. But and then after that, I had several cavities like throughout my <laughs> 20s and 30s. Um, and I've had them all filled with white composite filling. So you can't tell. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all like yeah. invisible, but they're all there. Yeah. There's definitely plenty of cavities there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, all of mine yeah. are those. Well, okay. When speaking of 18, I came back on my first Christmas break, my freshman year of college and I had four cavities. And my dad, being my dad, was like, I'm not paying for the expensive fillings for all of those. And so he said, because they were basically all molars, and he said the top two back molars, you can get silver fillings because they won't show. And so that was actually almost worse than the wisdom teeth because since I was home for college, the dentist had to like squeeze me in to do four fillings, and he ended up not having enough time in the morning 
when I was there. So I was all numbed up, but then he could only, he only had time to finish two of them. And he said, I can get you back in this afternoon. Oh God. In the afternoon. And then he had to re numb me. Oh God. That hurt. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. That's brutal. Actually get the needle back in there when it was already tender from being anesthetized before. Oh, So those are the only two silver fillings I've ever had. And my dentist actually replaced one of them a few years ago. He said it was starting to leak, which is never confidence inspiring. Mm, But the other one still still going. And I am very happy for those tooth colored amalgam fillings. Otherwise, my mouth would be a mess. Yeah. Uh, Well, I've had a lot of cavities. For the teeth that didn't completely crumble. Um, the first dentist, the dentist in Rhode Island that I was seeing way back when, when we were living there, he did a lot of silver uh, in this in the spots that don't show. But since then, everything I've had has been the white filling because when we went to Buffalo and I really started having all the real work done that I needed. Um, and, and actually, I'll back up a little bit more and talk about pain management, actually, because it's, it's actually a really sad part of my story. But there were a few years there and we were living in Rhode Island. Before we bought the house, and I'm specifically remembering which apartment we were in, where I just couldn't sleep at night because my head would throb. And um, it was a combination of long, hot showers and whiskey. And not even for like the, <laughs> not even the fun parts of whiskey. Like You're the, just self-medicating. You, you dabbed, yes. dabbed the whiskey on your gums? Yeah, like a toddler. Like um, oldie-timey yeah. surgery, like bite this belt. Kind of, um, yeah. And of course, I didn't want to talk about it and I didn't want to deal with it. And I, you know... If I wasn't married to a woman who's incredibly tolerant and graceful and thoughtful, I probably never would have gotten all this work done. But when we moved to Buffalo and it just absolutely had to happen, I mean, I had my first tooth extraction when I was, I guess, a sophomore in college because I was working at the BPO at the time, the first time I worked there. And I ended up going to the dentist who was somebody's uncle. And I walked into his office and it was right down the street from where I worked. And it was like in an old timey house and everything looked like it was from the fifties, including all of his equipment. Oof. Yeah. Yep. And I was so mm. terrified that I never went back. I'm not terrified, but like the whole experience was creepy and you know, that really turned me off from dentistry again for a few years. Like I needed any help. Got <laughs> a drill with a, like a foot pedal. <laughs> yeah. I also had a bad experience going to the free dental clinic back at that point when I was, you know, I had the student health insurance, uh, which did yep. nothing for dental. Uh, God forbid, by the way, that your teeth, be a part of your medical insurance. I mean, that's a whole nother I fucking it's thing. So like, it's insane. Fucked up. Never mind that I could get all sorts of bad things in there and diseases and terrible access points. And that it's where you let all the foreign stuff into your body more than anywhere else. But outside you know. bones are different somehow. Yeah. And so okay. are eyeballs. Apparently yep. the yep. jelly yep. filled things that are, mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, <laughs> Those aren't part of your body. No, no. I'm Those married to an to eye care professional health. and even I have a hard time getting my eye shit. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but, um, you know, I when I went to Buffalo and I, I went to basically a cosmetic dentist and they were like, we don't even touch the silver fillings. We don't even have those here. Wow. So the teeth I have are are well patched up. I doubt I have any that don't have some sort of patching on them at this point. Um, but I think, you know, I've certainly said it here before, but I've got a Toyota Corolla's worth of <laughs> of dental implant work. And I'll be graphic here for a moment. So if anyone's squeamish, take, you know, fast forward a minute. But, you know, I don't know if you know how dental implants work. So they they extract the tooth, which sucks. And I had a bunch of them done at a time. Um, And it is a little over a third of my mouth is implants. So it's a lot. Um, And then after the extraction, when you've had a little chance to heal from that, 
they drill basically a double-ended screw into Ugh. your jaw. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then after that heals, they attach the personally customized fake tooth to the anchor that they've put in. Uh, and uh, then they seal it up with the same white shit that they fill cavities with because they got to cover over the little screw and basically put a crown on the fake tooth. Uh, and so I have a lot of those. And um, aye, aye. I've never, I've never experienced more pain than my mouth the weeks after all those extractions. I mean, putting I in the, imagine. putting in the, um, the anchors was bad, but you can only feel so much pain in a bone. <laughs> like it's just different. <laughs> the extractions were, were brutal. They're really, really terrible. And you'll all remember this is all happening during COVID. And so mm-hmm. uh, there were long delays in every step of the process because of COVID. So I had several of the teeth that show in the upper, three of them out. And so I had this temporary upper plate that I could slip into my mouth that had fake teeth on it to sort of fill those holes. And I had to learn how to talk with that thing in it so that like I could go around in public and not look ridiculous. The only saving grace for that was when we were wearing masks. Oh, right, right, right. So I kind of got away with not always needing it, but it was very awkward. Um, I don't know where that thing is. It might still, I'm trying to remember if I kept it as a souvenir or if I didn't want anything to do with it after I was done with it. But that was absolutely terrible. Um, and that Toyota Corolla statement is probably a, a downplay because I think Sam reminded me it was probably more like a Camry. <laughs> <laughs> Mid-range. <laughs> um, and as it happens. More trunk space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm now overdue for a, a checkup because I, I haven't found a dentist in Boston. And I've got so much investment with this Buffalo group that I think I just need to go back to Buffalo to do my next appointment with them because, mm. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm grateful now because my mouth is mostly <laughs> solid, although I'm probably overdue for a cleaning and then they're going to find more cavities. But Are you, um, like, pain-free? Because that, I feel like, is the most important thing I am, comes to you. Yes, pain-free, yes. Although yeah. I do want to get into root canals because before I had all this work done, you know, I had a dentist in Rhode Island who's convinced we could save more of the teeth than, than we really ended up saving. And so I had a couple of really miserable root canals for teeth that ended up just getting pulled later. And that, mm. I think the worst pulling was the ones where they did all that work because it just opened up all that scarring, all that work that they tried to do in there. Sure. So Meredith, um, root canal revision, brutal. Just absolutely yes. brutal. Totally. I felt them working I mean, so hard in there that I didn't know what they were bothering to try to save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think your point about going back to Buffalo to the dental group that you know well, I think that's really valid because dentists are one of those specialties where it does seem like it's worth traveling Yeah, to do this. Mm-hmm. Cause, because I know when we were living in Europe, we would come back in the summer and at Christmas and we would get our dental work done there. I don't remember seeing a dentist ever when I was like in Europe it was always when we came home and I would come see my dentist when I came home from college and all of that so I think maybe it's because you only quote unquote have to go once every six months yeah if everything goes well that it's sort of worth it and not so necessary as to find an entirely new provider every time you move. Yeah. 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 Well, Dr. Farber and his team. And I think I probably, if he has a child I put through college, maybe, or at least a a year (laughs) of college, 
So, uh, Buffalo Dental Implant, if you're looking for a place, I, I did highly, they did really, really good work and they were very nice to me. And I will say this, and um, I, I know it's somewhere on somebody's, never in that experience with that particular dentist, never once did they make me feel bad about the condition of my yeah. teeth. Yeah. I never oh, got shit great. for saying like, oh, you could floss better. You could mm-hmm. do this or that better. And honestly, I never understand how people floss. I use the picks now, which I feel a little bad about, but like. I, I have sausage fingers. Like, how the hell am I supposed to get two fingers in there in the back and not gag? I love those floss picks. And my dentist was like, look, if that makes you floss more, go yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, great. totally. Uh, my thing about dentists, dentists is I think that there's this rise of like um, cool dentists. You know, like we're cool. We do all these cool things. <laughs> yes. but, but they are constantly trying to upsell you on stuff like mm-hmm. I, I the first dentist i went to in austin was basically like yeah your teeth look fine and i do have a couple of chips in my front teeth because i chewed on pens or whatever stupid and they're like oh you could fix this you could do this and it's not covered on your insurance but like it's not that but you know trying to sell me on like a payment plan for this stuff and i was probably making thirty five thousand dollars a year i'm like i can't like I can't afford that. So then I went to the dentist I go to now that I've gone to for 16 years. And this is the same as the dentist I went to in LA. They're just like very basic. Like there's, it's a very low intervention. Now maybe they're not giving me like hand massages while I'm getting, you know, my (laughs) teeth worked on, which is like a thing, but it's just as like, like I, my dentist was like, you know, I think you should, you know, Sonicare's are great mostly because it's timed. So it, you know, it makes you brush your teeth for a longer amount of time. And he was like, we sell them in the office, but you honestly could go get them at Costco and it's way cheaper. And I was like, this is why I like you because uh, you're, you're not trying yeah. to like make the hard sell on me to buy it mm-hmm. from your office. Um, and it's sort of I don't know, a scam a little bit, not dentistry, but the whole kind of business of dentistry. No, is Hillary, kind of I scam. totally agree. When I yeah. first moved to Dallas, this <laughs> When I first moved to Dallas, I lived in Uptown, and yeah. there was a dentist literally half a block away, and I was like, I'll just go there. Well, yeah. guess what? It was an Uptown dentist, and there mm-hmm. were, like, chandeliers and fur rugs everywhere, <laughs> and yep. I paid for it, you know? Yeah. They were like, oh, we can, you know, um, we can do X, Y, and Z, and, 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 and you need this treatment and that treatment, and we'll do these fancy fillings, and, tr- you know, I got another bite splint, and la, 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 and it was all kind of pointless. Yep. It was all just yeah. because they have a high overhead. I was going to yep. say they're yep. paying their I, rent. Yep. <laughs> I think the most that my dentist office ever does is like, do you want to get a fluoride treatment today? <laughs> yeah, mine <laughs> now like, is very bare bones, <laughs> and they're great. I love my dentist yep. now. It's yeah. like no frills, no nonsense. Like, And I think there's a, it's, there's a certain category of dentists. Like there's a category of dermatologists, like the scammy ones mm-hmm. that are less interested in yes. healthcare and more interested in making a profit. Yeah. Yes. I don't have a problem with a healthcare professor, professional that wants to, you know, have some money. God knows they have school bills that, but like, you know, there's a lot of whitening upsells mm-hmm. and stuff that mm-hmm. prey on people's insecurities yeah. more than anything. Yep. yep. Totally. They got to make money too. And I get that, but like, you don't need to be paying. Well, and that's why it's sort of prices. bullshit that it's, you know, barely covered on under insurance. So they have to make it's not like a medical it's dentistry which is this whole other weird thing well of like there's a medical money-making. side to it and there's a cosmetic side to it it's just yeah. exactly like yeah. you said it's like dermatology yeah. you dermatology. know there's there's legitimate and then there's 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 legitimate needs and then there's definite wants there's, and then there's there's vanity yeah. yes yeah yeah, yeah yeah and if you can pay for and, it then cool but and honestly when i get the bill from the dentist it's reasonable. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it's not cheap, Bobby's Toyota Corolla slash Camry, notwithstanding, but your, Leather interior. your experience was a little <laughs> bit different, probably, from the average person's. Yeah. But, like, the procedures they do, the amount of time they spend with you and the amount of equipment that they use... A couple of hundred bucks doesn't seem crazy no. to me. No. So like fill a cavity or whatever. No, no. no. Uh, kid I went to school with, to high school with, is now an orthodontist. Pretty sure he inherited the practice from his father, who was an orthodontist. I put his Instagram link in the Slack. <laughs> he wow, he cool. is the I am cool. And in fact, most of his posts are actually not that ridiculous. <laughs> and is, when he also, at- is he also a, a youth preacher? Like well, what? <laughs> When you look at the text, it's because he does a My Teacher Rocks contest where he gives away a grant to teachers to buy office supplies. He buys Girl Scout cookies from every Girl Scout who goes to his office and then gives them to the children's hospital. Um, But he's playing an electric guitar that isn't plugged in. Yeah, he's very out loud. On Instagram, uh, it makes me laugh. Uh, this is also one of those you can tell that it's like a, a small dental practice because it's in a residential area. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. I have one of those near me where it's just all these like little houses around, and then on the corner there's a house yeah. that's a dentist's yeah. office. And yep. I'm like, that's interesting. Yep. Yep. I I I vaguely remember him being a nice guy. We weren't in the same social circles, but. I mean, anyway. how could you get into this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, speaking of going back to what you said, Bobby, about not being made to feel bad about your teeth, which is a great thing. Yes. I have one more thing on my list, which I called shade from the hygienist, yes. <laughs> which, you know, I think having better home care is a product of growing up. And also being responsible for paying the bills, Mm -hmm. you know, so once I actually had to pay my own dental bills, my home care got real good. And now I'm a brush and floss and fluoride and I floss better than they do at the dentist, obviously. I think I do, too. I'm like, for sure. They seem to be in and out of there with the floss so quickly. (laughs) But um, one time a few years ago, the hygienist was being really complimentary to me and she was like, oh, yeah, it looks looks pretty good in here no we're not gonna have any new cavities and i was feeling myself a little bit and i was like i guess i'm getting pretty good at this <laughs> and she goes well and let's be truthful you don't have that many places left to fill uh, <laughs> i was like uh, oh, oh wow <laughs> <laughs> she was like i'm smacking you down Rude. you're no dental hygienist <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I will remember that till the day I die. <laughs> oh. Oh. One of Sam's best friends is a is a hygienist, and I always feel like she's she's staring at my teeth. She must be. How do you not? Right? Mm-hmm. I got to think that you look at everyone through their teeth when you're a hygienist. That's like trying to hang out with a therapist. Right yep. yeah. Like, like mm, yeah. <laughs> Are you analyzing my yeah. uh, idiosyncrasy? <laughs> everything? Yeah. Yep. Am I drinking too much? Are you noticing? No, I'm just kidding. Mm. But um, yeah. No, I, I, I'm so Anna and I are we're synced up more or less in like the same week of when we go to the dentist. But I yep. do get so. Well, they nervous. say that happens to women after a <laughs> it while. Does. Yep. I get so nervous right before. Like I've been really good. Like I floss every night. I you know brush my teeth twice plus a day you know and then right before i'm like is this gonna be is this gonna be the time is this it is this when it all falls apart and then at at work i'll like like you said bobby i have like an extra toothbrush and 
some floss. I usually, yeah. you know, the toothbrush and floss that they give you at the dentist. Like, would you like some? I'm always like, yeah, like I'll take some. Yeah. Um, and I keep it in my car. Or I keep it at work just to have it yeah. around. I floss and I brush my teeth and I go, and then I go in. And then it's it's fun. I had to get the last time I went, not this past time, but uh, six months ago. They were like, it's time to do this cavity again. And I commend you guys because I didn't remember. I was 13 the first time I got it, and I was probably petrified. This time. One, it wasn't painful. I mean, it was whatever it was, but it did take like for this one little cavity, it took like a good 45 minutes to fill. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was like, God, this is kind it of taking sucks. forever. <laughs> and then I started to freak myself out because, you know, they, they didn't really explain to me. They were just like, yeah, yeah, like we're just going to do it, which it's going to be whatever. But, you know, you bite down on the um, like silver thing to make sure that you're, they have it right. Like they have it shaved down the enough. That it's, paper and I, that. for some reason thought I was like, are they stealing it with silver? Like, is it, am I going to have a <laughs> silver bottom tooth? And I, and he was like, no, 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 no. It's just to, your bite. It's just, you just, it's, it's like just ditto paper. Remember that? Yes, stuff? exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was very stressed about yeah, it. Yeah. The ones that my dentist uses green. Not oh, yeah, so that's good. Always like, am I going to have green bits all over <laughs> Yeah, you do teeth? until it really comes weird. off. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God bless the good dentist because I would not want to get up in anybody's mouth business at mm-hmm. all. Like nope. that sounds mm-hmm. disgusting to me, but yep. you know, the good ones, they do a good job. A yeah. dentist that knows how to give a shot of Novocaine mm-hmm. is worth their weight in mm-hmm. gold as far as I'm concerned. Oh, During that first um, root canal, well, I've only had the one root canal. It's just that one tooth. I've never had any other ones. But <laughs> You just had it several I've times. I've just had it twice now, um, mm-hmm. and it turned into a huge disaster. Um, but when, I forgot about this, but when it was first filled when I was 18, I also, the anesthet- anesthetic wore off. Oh. Um, while I was in the middle of a root canal and I, oh. it was just for a split second and it was enough yep. for like just immediate like tears out of my eyes and I screamed and they did something really, really quick and clamped down on it and it went away. But, oh my God, that was definitely mm. the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life because they're taking the root, the nerve Ooh. out of your tooth, right? Yep. Like that's yep. how you feel. So <laughs> they were like yep, digging I, around I, in there and I almost <laughs> fainted. When it happened with me, when I came out of the anesthesia, I just remember like it was so fast. I think I didn't even have time to make a sound, yeah. but it was like, I probably went, Ugh. my metaf- <laughs> my metaphorical eyes bulged. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you can't, and of course they're all in your mouth with their fingers and all yeah. the equipment. So mm-hmm. you yep. can't be like, um, excuse me, this is painful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like sensing this. something here. <laughs> Um, I have an intense gag reflex. Um, hmm. And uh, yeah. <laughs> now, there are things that okay. I, I, I'm not interested in doing, and it's probably good that I'm not. Um, and um, it's the back of my throat, to be specific. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, keep going. Um, and uh, I, I finally learned that I had to just tell everyone every time, nope. You're going to have to do more back there. I need those either. At one point I had, um, they were giving me like the lollipops that are numbing in the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. They like twizzle it around yep. a little bit. Yep. All that. And I just know. And even when it comes to, to brushing my teeth, it can be an issue. So like I, I found a toothpaste that I like a little more and all that. But I do want to ask this before we go, um, what your home setups are nowadays. Because I, mm. you know, somebody mentioned their Sonicare. I used an electric toothbrush for years. I always felt like I was gagging on it. I finally went back to using a good old-fashioned boring toothbrush, and it 
is so much better for me. Hmm. Just uh, the nature of it. Like something about the electric toothbrush, I don't know if it's just the way it's vibrating or shaking everything or whatever. Or <laughs> I, I, yeah, like keep you feel laughing. like it's choking you and gagging yeah. you too we're, much. We're 90 minutes into the show. I should never do my job. That's the, yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. It's after dark. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, I mean, I'm fine with popsicles. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, but I'm just very sensitive to that. I'm also really ticklish sometimes, too, so it kind of makes sense. And um, I just can't can't do it. So I use a regular-ass toothbrush and some version of Crest. toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, you should not mix those up. Yeah. Um, Label them. (laughs) Uh, and um, and the floss picks I mentioned, and I should be better about my mouthwash. I was put on a Listerine regimen after all my dental I work. Think and I think mouthwash is kind of bullshit, but like well, the, that's but that's the, the that's list- my um that's my privilege. I don't know, Hillary. Talking. When I spit it out, there's gnarly stuff, in a there. lot of junk in there. Yeah, and it was specifically Listerine. They were like, "Don't buy like this is not just to make your mouth smell nice. Like you need the stuff that burns shit." Um, yeah. So with the actual uh, the stuff, and I've not been great about that. But um, my only other note is that I try to most of the time I brush my teeth in the shower whenever I'm in the shower, which oh. I don't know. I foam at the mouth when I brush my teeth. I don't know how people don't get toothpaste <laughs> everywhere. So it's all that baking soda. Exactly. Yeah. So um, just my little dazzling detail there. He just swishes just some baking soda and vinegar around in his mouth, and he's like, "Why is it making such a mess?" burn it all off i'm a human <laughs> yeah. volcano experiment yep um like i said i have a sonic hair and i love it i just actually reminded myself because i'm going to costco tomorrow so i need new brush heads but um i like I, and i'm pretty picky about my because like i said i really don't like a sweet like a overly sweet toothpaste you want watermelon would, toothpaste uh, yeah no um so Mint i like yeah. i like the Arm and Hammer Peroxy Care. That's my favorite one because it's a little bit like salty sort of. And I am specific. I really like the Glide um, uh, Floss because I, I just, yeah. I, that's my favorite yeah, kind. The kind good. they use at the yeah. dentist. I'm always like, ow, that hurts. Like it's too mm-hmm. rough. Unwaxed. Yes. It's like flossing um, with a sweater. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they always try the unwaxed with me and then they can't get anywhere with it because yeah. my teeth are just set close, close together, together. yeah my they bottom teeth are to the waxed yeah my bottom teeth are pretty close together i did have braces but my bottom teeth basically just went pretty much back into you know their normal positioning um and they're kind of jammed in there and yeah i have to use that but it's mine's pretty simple but i do i mean i get it with sonicare the first time i first few times i used it i was like this is making a mess it's going freaking everywhere i don't understand but now i like it and I have, you know, with my. You have to remember to turn the Sonicare off before you take it out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have, yeah. Yeah. I have made that mistake a <laughs> yeah. time or two. Yep. Uh, I can tell you from our mirror that Sam has made that mistake on occasion. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Well, I, like any good podcaster, hint, hint, uh, use a quip toothbrush. Oh. <laughs> um, and it's great. I, I actually like it. I have the rechargeable one, so you don't have to keep putting batteries in it. Um, and, you know, it forces you to brush for two minutes and yep. it does each quadrant and all that. I do wish that it had like a pressure sensor and told me when I was brushing too hard because the dentist says that sometimes it looks like I have some gum recession from brushing too hard. So I need to kind of work on that. But I do, I've got my little floss picks in a little container on my counter. So I do those and then I brush with my quip and then I use 
Lately, I've been using um, just a fluoride mouthwash just because I tend, I don't know, I haven't had any cavities since I started using an electric toothbrush, but I just, since I turned 18, I had several cavities in a row and so they're like a fluoride mouthwash might actually help you. So I use that um, just at night. I don't use it in the morning because I, I, right now I have one with hydrogen peroxide and if I use that too much, it makes my gums slough off. Which Ooh. is like horrifying. Ooh, <laughs> There's oh. some sort of ingredient unusual in like regular toothpaste and and specifically in um those kind of mouthwashes that can damage your gums. So or like for some people, and I'm sensitive to it, so I have to be careful. So I only use that at night. Um, but it's been a good formula, and I haven't really had other than this horrible, uh, you know, um, root canal revision over the summer. I haven't had any dental problems in quite a while, so it's working out. And am I left? Okay. Um, so I have a Sonicare and I use the Sonicare in the evening with a Sensodyne or whatever the Colgate yeah. version of the Sensodyne, which is what my dentist office have. And I use the Sensodyne because I think it was last summer I was getting some sensitivity in a certain spot and I was worried because it had been a tooth that I'd had some problems and I was worried that I was on the road to my first root canal but the dentist said it's actually just a little bit of like you said Meredith a little bit of gum recession and so the additional exposed tooth was just yeah, more hurts more sensitive or mm -hmm. more more nerve endings in the newly exposed part so I use the Sensodyne with the um, Sonicare and in the morning I use a regular old brush with my regular Crest Mint <laughs> mm -hmm. because I'm not giving up that toothpaste um, and then I floss with the Glide and I use the fluoride mouthwash and I'm not going to say that I never have any cavities, but it's probably been like three or four years. And now I just get the occasional like small spot. Usually I, I don't, I haven't had like to get a tooth hollowed out for a long time. Yeah. It's I, I've always had a lot more like kind of in between teeth and edges of teeth and stuff where the cavities come and I haven't had any of that for a long time. Mine have so. always, my teeth are very close set to Anne and my cavities are always where my teeth are touching. Yeah. It's yep. just tricky to get in. And, and I got the, I got the full workup on the x-rays when I was in last week, like the one that you only do every five years. And or we really are like synced up because I, you had that too. <laughs> yes. I'm jealous. I'm going to like schedule my appointment. <laughs> and my dentist was, my dentist was looking at him. He said, you know, there's good, there's nothing to be done now, but you do have enough of the surface of your teeth covered with fillings that when it comes time to redo some of those, we might have to think about crowns. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I'm just going to keep doing the best that I can yeah. and hopefully put that off. I thought the great thing about the composite fillings was that you can just putty more on, which is what I, you know, if a little bit breaks off or it needs repairing or whatever, you can just dab a little extra on and use the little blue light dryer thing right, and dry right. more on yep. so i don't know hopefully i can avoid any any more intrusive dental operations for a while well god, but we god knows i'm i'm conscientious about it all sometimes <laughs> like you're saying hillary but before you go to the dentist you always brush your teeth really well like <laughs> i brush and floss so well right before i go to the of dentist course. and i off i'm like why <laughs> 
like I'll be damned if I go to the dentist with a dirty mouth. Of course. And I'm like, but the point there is to get a professional cleaning. <laughs> yes. You dork. I, I know. always brush my teeth like four times a yeah. day of a oh, Yeah, of course. Like they're course. not going to notice. Oh, and I do it. I'm like, it, mine's are always at like. Floss and you're like, I got to get breakfast out of there. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, and like mine's are, mine is always at like 1130. So I'm like, I'm not eating lunch before. Like I am going to <laughs> no. go enjoy my lunch after this. Oh, so, I mean, it's the it goes with the perfect. I want to be the perfect patient. I want you to be like, of course, yeah, I want to get an A plus at the dentist. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it cracks me up. We're like, oh, whatever. Let's talk about teeth or whatever. And I'm like, my oh my, did we have a lot to say about? <laughs> I was like, this is gonna be boring. <laughs> well, I like to think there's a universality to yes. the topics on this yeah. show. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's childhood trauma. So, <laughs> yep. question of the week. Um, Rather than asking you to recount various dental horrors, the question is simply this. Do you have good or bad teeth? Now, it's genetics, so we're not judging anyone here. No. Um, you know, I think what we've learned discussing I mean, all clearly. this is... Clearly. Yeah, you can be dealt a shitty hand or a good hand or live somewhere yep, without yep. fluoride in the water for a few years. Um, so, you know, given those factors that are not your fault and out of your control... Uh, unless you say you've got great teeth because you brush six times a day or whatever, and that's fine. You can brag. Do you have good or bad teeth? Mm-hmm. And Tell with that, us. Hillary, what do you recommend for us this week? Um, I just finished listening to a podcast. Um, I did write this down thinking, because I was just finishing it, I was like, God, that was a good, that was a good podcast series. Um, but it's called Blind Spot. There's also a... <laughs> like a TV show that I think Dave used to watch called Blind Spot where the woman was like tattooed or something. She was found in a duffel bag somewhere. (laughs) That's a a cop, not cop with with cop and naked tattooed lady, right? Yes, absolutely. Didn't she have amnesia? Yeah, and she's hot too so i don't know there's <laughs> well, that, of course. obviously um no this is blind spot and i think it's like an ongoing series i haven't listened to the previous um seasons but this was um this one is about like the early aids uh, the early days of aids um and it was just really fa- and it really focuses more on i would say people of color women like the people who were getting it that they were just like eh this Who is like cares? the gay disease or, or, and it's also really interesting to talk about like if you got it the good way or if you got it the bad way, the good way, meaning you got mm-hmm. it like a blood transfusion before they were serious about testing it or you were a baby and your mom, you know, you yeah, got it in moralize utero. it. That helps. Yep. Totally. If yeah. your parents were intravenous yes, drug, drug users mm-hmm. and you were just this AIDS baby and you know, you got it. You're like this innocent victim and it's just, you know, we all grew up with it being, you know, a reality of our lives. And it's just so crazy now to think, because I remember, you know, when I was a teenager, it was like so scary to think about having sex because you might get AIDS and mm-hmm. then you're going to die and, or you're going to be on these horrible cocktail of drugs and that are essentially debilitating and whatever. And now it just is like, it still exists, obviously, but it's sort of a non-issue. It's almost just like having a, I don't know. I don't even know now. And you I, can really yeah, protect like yourself. When I was, a, when I was a, teenage the young teenager like half my dad's friends died oh yeah i'm sure um and that doesn't happen so much anymore it's so um the last because i was not a science major so i always had to like 
fine science classes that were for like people who were non-science majors <laughs> um and my my I had, my one of my math professors he used to teach courses that he called math for poets yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much um and the last one I took was so this is 2001 and the last one I was took was like the science of AIDS. And I remember the teacher being like, there's nothing we can do. Like she was just very defeatist about it. Like it morphs, it changes, you know, we give these drugs and it changes into something else. We really like, we're still so blind to what exactly is happening. And then you think like magic Johnson is, I mean, of course he has so much money, but like he's still alive. And I don't, I think it's like well, undetectable really in some ways. We have, but in the, in the early days, it is just so frightening. And these people were not protected at all. Anyway, they do no. a really, really nice job. They focus a lot of on these children's wards that it's just sad, but there was like no funding. There was people didn't want to touch them. And you know, she was sort of semi complicated person, but Diana going to visit this particular hospital when she came to New York and actually like engaging with these children, like touching them and stuff was yeah. revolutionary at the time. Um, yeah. Most of the time I don't really get the frenzy over Diana, yeah. but she did do, the the AIDS work she did and the stuff that she did with landmines, yeah, yeah. was actually was, like you know changed yeah, was really things. Yeah, yeah, really impactful. Yeah, well, just like touching people with AIDS was so taboo for such a long time. So I mean, so it's just so... even just like holding somebody's hand. Do you remember when after um, Magic Johnson? said he had it and then he was going to be on the dream team and they were like some people were like I don't want to share a locker room with him oh yeah like what if he bleeds Mm -hmm. and I have you know an open cut and all this (laughs) I mean all these sort of crazy (laughs) things like remember when Greg Luganis hit his head on the diving and he bled into the Olympic sized pool of water with chlorine I'm assuming Mm -hmm. in it that's not gonna so, and then just the vilification of gay people and, and, yeah. well, that's you what know, it was all about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it was, was just, just a moral issue. Yeah. It was a gay cancer. Anyway, it was really interesting. I, I, I'm enjoying something, but they did a really nice job mm-hmm. with it. Um, and I, yeah, I blind spot the, um, podcast, not the TV show, though. I'm sure that is also wonderful. <laughs> <as well. laughs> when I was a senior in high school, I was taking college classes and the only place that would, take me full time was I mean would take anybody full time was Bethel College now Bethel University which is a conservative Baptist it's like it's a no dancing on campus kind of place like whatever I didn't care I was just going there for free college education but I took like a persuasive writing class one of those required for freshman things and you had to write a position paper and for some reason I decided to write one on needle exchange programs. Oh, oh yeah. They talk about that a little bit. Yeah. HIV and, you know, the staggering statistics of, of when they measured or they tested um, used needles and the proportions of them that had that had HIV and everything and how uh, needle exchange programs just slashed mm-hmm. the transmission mm-hmm. of HIV and AIDS by incredible numbers. And so I have this like science stuff paper and it's all well researched and documented. And I presented it to the class and I got torn to shreds oh my God. by those yeah. teenagers who I never considered would have a very different world viewpoint from me. Uh, very conservative and that like i just wasn't prepared yeah. to defend the moral 
of like maybe we shouldn't just let people die this? because they have an addiction. Wow. Well, I, I know. Scott's and I had done a whole. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had a whole section about AIDS babies and with parents who were an intravenous drug user and and um, like the white collar heroin use and how men would transmit it to their wives and wives would transmit it to the unborn fetus and all of that stuff. And it was like it just didn't register yeah. with any of them. And like I got to a point in this argument and the teacher is just sitting there letting them have at me. And again, I'm like at least I'm 17. I'm at least a year younger than everybody in this class. And they're just (laughs) shooting arrows at me. And eventually I just said, but people are dying. And this one kid goes, let them die. Oh, well, yeah. And I was like, that's their position. Like, I just I was so unequipped to respond to this sort of inhumane way of looking at it. It was crazy. Ugh. It's like, this is going to, they can die. And also if we give clean needles, that makes people want to do drugs more. And I'm like, right. Okay. You're just, you're just, um, yeah. it's, it's supporting a explicit. Yes. Endorsement yeah. of their lifestyle. Yeah. 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 On, it was crazy. On that note, uh, <laughs> uh, in our episode about outside bones, um, <laughs> I'll leave you with this before I do the spiel at the end of the show here. Um, Blind Spot is one of those TV shows that you could have told me was canceled after six episodes, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, no, I think it was on for seasons. Five seasons. Wow. <laughs> Enough to get syndicated. It, it, that is yeah. exactly what I was looking up, and it had exactly 100 episodes. Yep. <laughs> 23, 22, 22, 22, 11. Uh-huh. <laughs> it got cut off by COVID, probably, because that last season ran May 7, 2020 to July 23, 2020. Um, and uh, yeah, exactly enough to get like firmly into syndication. Perfect. And so in some in some uh, upcoming year, I, I will find a marathon of this on a deep Pluto TV channel because <laughs> yep. I think what I've realized with all the proliferation of all those free streaming services is there's just so much TV now yep. that yep. can be aired, which is why I get to lay in bed watching old episodes of Cheers whenever I want now, which yep. is <laughs> delightful. Soothing. And with, with that... Cheers holds up. Oh, it it so does. does. It really does. It's really... The money belt. Anyway, uh, you can find the show at thisshowhaseverything.com. Join in on the Outside Bones conversation and so much more in the Facebook group at The Show Is Everything. Email us at tshishow at gmail.com where you can send us a voice memo. Uh, By all means, if you've got dental stuff to tell, do it in a voice memo. The AOL keyword is and forever will be tshi. And with that, uh, that was everything about teeth and then some other stuff. (laughs) definitely everything (laughs) absolutely everything
I'll tie bones, I'll tie bones, never forget the teeth, I'll tie bones, 